Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, and welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast, brought to you by HeadCheck Health. HeadCheck Health Bridges gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Track Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, who rely on HEDGEC to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HEDGECHealth.com for more. Um, I'm Nick Mercer, and please support this podcast and by visiting and checking out the sponsors on the advertisers on my website, so concussiontalk.com. You can uh, follow me on all social media, so Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Concussion Talk. And please subscribe, rate, and view this podcast on all podcast apps and software, um, and also on YouTube and GoodPods. Um, today I'll be talking to Georgia Banjo. Georgia Banjo is a correspondent with the Britain or Britain correspondent with the Economist. She primarily focuses on health, which is appropriate because she's had quite an interesting history of uh, of brain injury herself. She's 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 she has a, she has had a brain injury and she also worked as a brain injury brain injury support worker in London before joining the Economist. And since joining the Economist, she's done a lot of reporting on health and and Britain. And uh, and her latest actually her latest article is on how to fix the NHS, which is Britain's National Health Service. So you can check that out in the latest. This is the cover story of the latest on the Economist magazine. So without further ado, here's Georgia. I'm on now with Georgia Banjo. So thank you so much for for joining us and for doing this podcast. And I guess we'll start off with a bit about yourself what you do but I guess included in that is you had a brain injury yourself so you were, please talk about that you're just who you are and also your brain injury which is a major part of who you are so sure well no it's it's really great to be here um so yeah so I'm I'm Georgia Banjo I am a writer for the Economist magazine I'm on our Britain team and I mainly cover health issues um and you're right, um, for a long time, I would say probably between 2009 and 2016, I had mm. a brain injury myself. Um, I had encephalitis, mm. which is, um, you know, when, you're, when your brain becomes inflamed. I know people, um, I know people here call it encephalitis, but... 
of encephalitis. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, on your side of the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the sea, uh, <laughs> sea yeah. yeah. So in in two thousand nine, I was sixteen, and I had a rare form of autoimmune encephalitis, mm. um, which. Uh, I think a bit similar to you, Nick, I ended up in, in a few comas. Yeah. Took a long time to recover. Wow. Um, had a few relapses. So it was a long, a long process. And I think mm. I'd say I, I kind of finally recovered in 2016. Although my, my family might disagree with that. I think yeah. they'd say I probably <laughs> I probably still have brain injury at times. So so and you and you said you also you then you then work with or you work with as you had the brain injury. Yourself with you, with both brains, others with brain injury. Um. So I, so I, I had yes, I had um a brain injury. I think as a res, as a result of the damage. So I had lots of seizures, yeah. lots of activity going on, and you know after that, um, I think it took my brain a long time to recover. Yeah. yeah. But you, but you worked with. You also worked with. Oh, with, sorry. Yes. Yes. So I also um I did so um when I was able to work after I'd got my degree, I thought, you know, I'd really like to kind of, you know, do something related. So yeah. I, I worked for, in the UK, there's a charity called Headway. It's a really great charity. It works really, with people. Follow them on Twitter or Instagram yeah. or whatever. Exactly. So I worked with them in East London for a bit, which was really, I was kind of, I was a support worker. So I was going to visit people with brain okay. injuries, try and, you know, help them, um, adjust to their brain injuries but sometimes you know many of them had had brain injuries for a very long time so it's just more like doing things you're they wanted to be learning help. from them kind of because learning from them just, yeah yeah you, I and mean, you're just if they had a lot of brain injury for a brain injury for a long time you had it for say say 2017 2018 when you started working yeah so, um it was 20 it was 2020 actually oh, so geez, was, yeah so you, had, you, had, you had a brain injury for a long time so yeah. yeah, so there was no, there was a lot of learning. I think, um, unfortunately, then um, the pandemic obviously struck. Yeah. So I was only able to do that for for a few months. You, you um, guys were really locked down there, weren't you? Yeah. So you it was it was here. it was very locked down. So yeah. we um, that kind of put pay to being a community worker and going yeah. out to meet people. Unfortunately, but it was a great experience, and I'm glad I got to do it. So do you, do you, do you write about that experience and do you the honest much or or do you kind of do you write about just general big issues about the policy and stuff or do you write Yeah, so it's a, it's a bit less personal. So for yeah. the Economist, um, I write mainly about policy, about kind of health um, health topics, but it's it, yes, it's it's less personal than, than yeah. my own experiences. Although every now and then. Sometimes for our newsletters or um, for, you know, more personal things can come up. Great. Well, actually, because I heard you on the, because I, I interviewed Alex Popham in December myself on this podcast. And then I heard you on Babbage, which is one of the many, the economist is like cornered the podcast market for information <laughs> podcasts. I think it's got like so many podcasts, but one of them is Babbage and the Technology and obviously health and science as well. Mostly technology and science, I guess. But uh, yeah. And so you're on talking about talking about brain injuries with uh, who are you with? You with uh, Natasha? My Oka. colleague, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my colleague. Yeah. Last night. Um. Yeah. So you you so you asked more about long term effects of concussion. Did you did did you want to talk about what you I mean because 
hopefully people here can go back to this to episode 138 of this podcast or Babbage to episode of Babbage. Um, and it's not here with that, but um, yeah. So what did you learn from, what did you learn, you personally learn from Alex? Yeah, no, Alex is great, isn't he? He yeah. was really um, great to chat to, um, really open about his experience, which I, th- which I think is great. Um, so I guess I kind of learned from Alex. Um, I think sometimes as a journalist, it's it's easy, isn't it? You can either get sucked into the facts and the science of things, yeah. or you can kind of get too obsessed with with people and individual stories. And I think what Alex does is he's incredibly articulate about his experience. He can talk about the impact concussion had on his own life, as I'm sure yeah. he did on your podcast, but he can also talk about the wider um, the wider themes, what he thinks needs to change. He's a rugby player, so what he thinks needs to change um, when it comes to concussion rules in rugby and in contact sports more generally. And I think he's got a really great um, perspective of that lived experience, but also um, the broader broader picture. Do you um, so share, I, sorry, sorry, that's just an, an, not at all. Uh, let's just say, do you share any of the same, not share, not share the same ideas, but share you know, some similar experiences with us, so you could li- relate to them on a more personal level with him when you were talking to him. Yeah, so this didn't come up on the podcast, but um, definitely, you know, he'd talk about, you know, I think he he talked about a moment when he went for a cycle ride and he, he yeah. got lost. And that happened to me many, many times. Oh, really? uh, yeah, not so much cycling, more walking. I'd go for a walk and then I couldn't get home. It's never yeah. happened to you, but I've heard that. So you just get, you just get, he said he's, he said blacked out, but you that how you how you feel how you how you would experience it? So I think yeah, well well for me it was less, you know, maybe blacking out. It was more just completely not really knowing where I was or what I was doing or and not being able to, I mean I've got a terrible sense of direction anyway, yeah, but not being able to remember. Doesn't help, doesn't <laughs> not, help but, yeah. No, no, but yeah, just I remember sitting sitting on the pavement and not not knowing how he could get home or what or what to do, so I could definitely relate to what he was saying. So, and oh, sorry, no, that's just it. So, did you not like? Did you, could you not could you, at that moment? Could you not comprehend like the idea of of the streets, or if you saw street planet, you'd be like, okay, I've seen the street before, but so what? Was it like that, or is it more like, or is it? Yeah. Did it just good. Did you, I, and second of all, secondly, it is the draft line is very interesting. Did you? Did you all come into? All books like that. I don't know if I hear that, but the sound of the fingers. But um, document all at once, or did it just, or did it just vanish all the? You're like, I wonder where I'm going now. You wonder. Well, to, be, to be honest, it happened so many times, and yeah. it's kind of different <laughs> answers. So, um, I think at times it was. Uh, I don't know if this is a thing for you, but just fatigue, right? Getting yeah. so exhausted. Thing for me, yeah. Yeah, uh, that I just not didn't. Direction. Yeah, I, I couldn't really, you know, I'd be, might, I'd be too tired even to yeah. think about yeah. where I should be. Um, yeah. And then the other times it's, yeah, just everything looking new, not really knowing where I was. Mm. And then other times it was just, yeah, probably being overwhelmed by um, by the situation or kind of being, um, yeah, not, not able to concentrate on kind of recognizing, you know, signs that, you know, roads I've walked down dozens of times before, but not quite being able to to focus on you know establishing where I was so I think it was lots lots of different ways to, to get lost 
So was it was similar when you're going to sorry, I'm going to jump a little bit here, but when you enter this house, was it similar to your experiences with going to your going to be as you were a support worker? Was it a similar experience when you visit out? Or was it similar like as in you had to kind of take the role? Well, sadly, I, did, I never got to meet Alex in person. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah. It, it was only, you know, like like wedding now over yeah. over Zoom. Yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, I, I find it fascinating. I'm sure you do too yeah. as a podcaster. Yeah. Um, when people share their story with you, it's always a kind of yeah. quite a privilege in a way, isn't it? It is. The story told, told about how he uh, got lost on a bike, bike ride, but he had to call his wife and was, you know, where yeah. he was. That, I just... I mean, I see you had so much friendship. Well, I've never had that experience, but I can imagine just the, the sheer, I don't know, not necessarily fear because it'd be too confused for the people. Oh, I should ask this then. Were you, were you scared when you lost your way or were you just just too too tired really to even know they should be scared? Were you just like just overwhelmed more, as you said, you used to use the word overwhelmed. I think it's probably, obviously you're a writer, so you know the best word, but. I think that's the best the best word to use. Is it just that or is there any fear or is it just so I, I remember when I was at university. So I, I was at university when I had a brain injury as yeah. well. And I I remember one particular time um when I got lost, but I got lost in a courtyard. So I I, I was in the kind oh. of college building. Okay. There was like there was a quad, but okay. I just walked round and round this courtyard for about 20 minutes. And I remember just feeling so, yeah, I felt completely scared and overwhelmed. And eventually I had to ask someone how to get out. And there was only one exit, right? So it wasn't yeah. very hard. But yeah. my brain was just so, so overwhelmed in that moment. Is that that's the way you came in too? Is that the way you came in? You came yeah. Came and in. I couldn't I couldn't find my way out. I was just going round and round and it was quite obvious. Um, but I think that's it. And I think that's um it can be, can't it? I mean just when your own brain isn't working for you yeah it's it can be totally terrifying when yeah. you when you're aware of that sometimes you're, yeah. you're too tired yeah. to, to notice but exactly it too too tired to do really consume but just figure out where you're not going to say so where you are i guess is part of the story but i've never really experienced that but i know sometimes just run know just in my moment like where i am like what's going on like figure yourself out you can't really can't we can't be scared to Maybe you should be scared. Maybe this is scary. But he'll say, like, oh, that must be scary. It's not the first action you think of. He's going to think of just, mm. how can I fix this situation I'm in? And you're, yeah. or, or how can I locate myself? So uh, yeah. Yeah. that, 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 the pocket, that Babbage is now Babbage in February. So it's this year in February, February 17th, I'm going to say. Mm hmm. Yeah, or six minutes, six minutes, six minutes, yeah. But uh, so you and you talked to Alex about what the uh, the legal repercussions of what he's trying to do. So yeah, what was what was what was that? What's he trying to do for? Because you cover Britain in general. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's that's why we were speaking to him. So um, for a couple of years now, really, there's been um, some progress in in a few lawsuits. Um, which involve rugby players, mainly in England, but also in Wales and in a few other countries, suing the sporting bodies uh, for injuries they sustained playing rugby and, and the kind of damage it's done to their brains. So Alex is, is a big part of um, those lawsuits. Um, 
what they're really trying to do is to demonstrate a link between playing rugby and I don't know how familiar your listeners are with rugby it's I guess similar Mm. in some ways to American football or it's kind of high impact I just had a my my episode 150 154 was with uh and I just them at their rugby club club in town in St. John's in this but I mean because they know rugby very well because they love it but uh but that's more here. There's no, there's no actual padded American football in Newfoundland. Right. But, man, right. but in Canada, I'm, I'm, right. I'm showing my ignorance. About no, no, it's just no, no one in Canada even knows this. Like it's just hardly It's just like Newfoundland is weird like that. There is no, there is some, but there's no like high school football or college football here. But like, there isn't like rest of Canada. Just not, not in this province, Newfoundland right. Labrador. Right. So, okay. but yeah, so but that's you, know little, about, you know about rugby, great. Little quirk, but you know, I know I've watched the yeah, like it, and uh, yeah. So, but yeah, but it was still, many of my listeners, I'm sure don't. So, <laughs> well, it's basically he's um, in rugby. It's a very high impact sport. Um, there's lots of crashing into one another, tackling yeah. each other, lots of collisions, and. Um, you, you, Alex, I think, thinks he's had 100,000 impacts to the head wow. over the course of his career. I think that's right. Um, so he he would obviously have told you better than I can. But the, the impacts of those, of those blows, those cumulative blows, seems to be connected to a series of neurodegenerative conditions. So things like early onset dementia, CTE. Yeah. Parkinson's there's, there's there's a kind of suite of these diseases which um seem to be linked to sustained blows to the head so so what Alex I guess and and um his I guess former colleagues are trying to do is obviously first of all get compensation for their in- yeah. injuries but also raise awareness of, of of the dangers perhaps um of playing the sport without any kind of guidance without the right support for concussive injuries yeah. so I think it's now that it was I'm um, also remember you seeing on uh, on Babbage that at that time you had broken your uh, I don't know broken your foot or injured your foot like your your yeah. sideline because of that so that's yeah. a that's a different that's a thing that you know what you people know about whoever you playing soccer football mm-hmm. soccer at the time right so you're so and okay is the foot better now. Well, very kind of you to ask. So, um, yeah, so when we recorded that podcast, literally a few days before, I'd I'd broken my foot playing football. Were you supposed to win to to record? Well, I I stayed at home. So that's a podcast. I was meant to to go in and I, yeah, I then recorded from my bed with my foot um, Uh firmly up. So uh, yeah, so it was on. You know, sporting injuries were on my mind when we yeah. recorded that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, injuries happen in sport. Yeah, you know, exactly. we all, you know, we all love sport. You know, it's part of, part of the excitement. But exactly, but there's risk involved, yeah. Yeah, right? Exactly. But I think the difference with brain injuries is one: often there's not the awareness of them. Yeah, so people yeah. Are, people are taking that risk without necessarily knowing that they might get dementia. When yeah, they're, they're they're surprised by the outcomes. Yeah, exactly. And then also, it's it's just more serious, isn't it? If I break my yeah. foot, it's bad, but you know, I'm I am recovering. Thank you for asking. <laughs> but if I, you know, really damage my brain, that's a lot harder yeah. to heal. 
So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question of degree, I would say. And, uh, and those, uh, his, his, uh, his organization is Head for Change, which, and also there's a, I don't know if you know uh, Stephen Thompson on the show. I'm not, I didn't know enough of you to know what it is, but he's, he's also followed me or I follow him both on Twitter. And you know, he is, he's talking about early onset dementia. He has suffered from, uh, from his drug career. I'm not sure how well known he is now, but it must be probably seems to be well, very well known in England. And uh, he's a world, world Cup winner, Steve oh, Thompson. Well, oh, just just recently, just like what thousand twenty seventeen or twenty nineteen when they won. No, so they, I think they won twenty years ago now, two thousand three. Oh, oh, so he's I, I still remember it. I still remember oh, yeah. it Australia. Great game. Are you are you playing? Do you put you, do you play yourself? Never played rugby, but you know I watched that World Cup final. It was a great and, team. Yeah, and and you you play you're playing you're playing. Are you are you back at soccer now or football? Or are you still football? Still keep me out. Keep me yeah, away. So I, I I think I rushed it a bit, so I kind of um, started yeah. trying to jog. And you're meant to jog one minute and then walk five minutes and jog one minute. Yeah, and I got yeah. bored. And I I, I yeah. jogged two minutes instead of instead of one. And I think I set myself back. Yeah, and you did it once, and you're like, "That's pretty good." This doesn't feel that bad. Still look like twenty k. Yeah. So um, I that was it was a bit stupid, really. So I I think it might be it might be a good month before I'm back playing. Football. Yeah, but that's the thing also about brain is if you if you. Did that because we're just a density of one of those you like they say like they gradually return to sport, return to learn. So people when they get bored with just returning, just oh you know, I just I jogged, I'm jogging, just going through the motions like for the for a few days or a week before I can get contact and yeah, I feel I feel fine. So I'll just go back and I'll just as you said, I can brush it. I'm just gonna like go ahead, practice go ahead and say, I'll take a bit of contact, it's not gonna hurt, and then all of a sudden. You got a second in syndrome with these concussions and uh early onset dementia is not very far off that. So it's just kind of mm. these unknown cumulative effects that I think are very important that, that all the, the uh the your writing and your and your podcasting and uh and uh and at least all the Alex problems uh organization had hyper change also mm. Alert people to this, but uh, I want to ask you also about uh, you said you said you think you've had concussions as well as I know you had the or did you already do it from soccer or from just living? Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, you know what? I'm not sure if I've had... A concussion so um, I think so obviously your your injury was traumatic right yeah and yeah it's severe worse than a concussion yeah but, but um, there, but there was no but the thing is the mind was there's no discerning no like I wonder if you had a brain injury I wonder if you had a concussion it's like I was out for two weeks I was in a coma so I was like I need to if I didn't go to hospital I would die, die. I didn't go to hospital like that second I would die but uh so you know so it's it's, it's very severe it's, which sucks, but you know, also does mm. it kind of blessing this guy because I'm I'm happy now and I'm I know that I had a brain change. Whereas people go through life the like the like 40 years not knowing dead they've had a bunch of like after like bunch of subcussive hits or you know semi brain trees and then all of a sudden you've got lancet dementia or you've got some bad like CT here. Mm. So yeah. Sorry, good. You're saying something. No, I'm I'm curious. So you said, do you think you're happier now? Uh, I'm happy. Well, I was I was like, I was 23 at the time, so I'm not happier. I'm I'm I I I'm now because definitely because I've done more and make at peace. You know, like, and I get I'm still trying to improve my I'm not peace that way. I'm peace like just done meditation and yoga stuff like that, and I you know cold showers and all have a having stuff, and I just. We gotta look at life and it's totally different. And uh, do you, did you find that as well? Did you find life differently? I I just find this really interesting because I think I I think that's surprisingly common, right? Yeah. Someone someone goes through a really awful thing. Yeah. Um, and yet you can often at the end of it, you know, there's a there's a long journey. There's a lot of suffering, but often you can end up feeling more content at the end of it. Perhaps because you've got a greater awareness of. of yeah, exactly. life. I'm definitely more content and just happy to do whatever, and I'm not like concerned about the other people. That too, I always say that. But I mean, just other, just outside things with myself and my and my who's around me, my clothes, just everything. I can't even say it. I can't even enumerate what what make what why I'm happy and who I'm not with and. Why I'm just, but I'm just in general, just overall, just life, just taking life in and just, and just knowing that it's, and it feels very, feels kind of philosophical knowing that it's not anything that, that's, I don't want to say I'm not, it's important, but it's like it's, it's not necessarily, it's not the way we perceive it. Not the way I perceived at least for 23 years, boring and not the way I can tell that. Other people perceive it, and not the way it's shown on, you know, TV or whatever, or any movies or anything. 
So in public, by just society in general, it's not the way it's perceived or shown or manifesting, but it's, it's just, it just, it just makes, just having this attitude of just like to the comment to it's annoying that's just life is, life is what it is. And it's just fun to be, just, just fun to be around and just experience. Even the, even the pain, for example, is not necessarily pain, but it's only, but we pursue, we still, I've seen like, you see, you feel the part of the thing, but the excitement and excitement, excitement and nervousness, there's like the same, the same physiological emotions. Same physiological feelings, but mm-hmm. it's just just your perception of what what exactly excitement or nervousness is. So it's just stories you tell yourself, and that's that's all. It's just life is just stories you tell yourself, different experiences. So yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, and I guess that's about being alive, isn't it? Feeling yeah. things, even if you don't always appreciate it in the moment. Yeah, exactly. So it's just. Um, yeah, so I thank you so much for for doing this podcast with me. And uh, before I leave, let you go with you and else you wanted to, you wanted to touch on it, but I must I forgot about her that you want to bring up about confessions or brainy. No, it's just um, great speaking with you. I guess I'd say, um, you know, we obviously you first um, got in touch because of these rugby lawsuits and yeah, stuff yeah. Alex is doing, and I think you know that they will probably drag on for a while but I think they will be um it's it's a very kind of important it's an important moment I think so obviously we had the concussion lawsuits in America you know with the NFL yeah um you know they were the really high profile ones that were settled in 2013 but this is you know they're going on in multiple countries um rugby is you know in a way I guess a more international sport than American football right Definitely and it's really um what happens there could be quite impactful and it's it's already changing the sport as well so you know alex and you know steve thompson and all those guys are already making a difference you know by campaigning on this and sharing their stories and i think you know it will be you know it's something it's something to watch out for in the next couple of yeah. years is, is where this goes definitely and actually just thought, i thought of something else i want to ask you about do you think uh you're playing you play soccer football like Brian, how you want to Call it, but uh, I guess a fair bit when you were injured, before you're injured, before you're injured. But um, yeah, but, but I mean, I mean, by injury, I mean your foot. I don't mean like concussions. We played many you played before, obviously. But do you find that there's more recognition in soccer and football of the heading about just going up for header or just body contact joints more, more. There's more known, more understood, appreciated about concussions and. Henry. Totally. Um, yeah. No, there's a lot more awareness now, isn't there? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think in a lot of um, you know, when kids are playing and when amateurs like me are playing, you know, yeah. often they're like, you know, don't don't head the ball unless you want to. It's I think people are more aware now of, you know, we were talking about the the kind of impacts of those cumulative knocks to the head. Yeah. So if if you head the ball, you know, thousands of times in your career. I mean, it does seem clear now that you you increase your risk of, of dementia yeah, and other kind yeah. of illnesses. So it's I think there's definitely a lot more awareness. I think people are more aware about the risk to their health. And I think as long as you're aware, I mean, you know, there's so many great things about playing football, even about heading the ball, you know. Yeah. It can, it can be fun, but you just have to be aware of the risks. Yeah, exactly. It's more about just knowing what the, what the risks are in this earth. It's just 
but that's also tough to say you should know and then not know and just always litigation lurking so you know there's yeah there's there's yes. it's, it's, it's obviously it's very tricky, tricky subject but it's something that should be addressed that we should address as a society and as a governing bodies as well it's just everybody should just realize that that although it may be difficult to do but doesn't mean it shouldn't be done it's one of these challenges that's um better because of the uh Marching, marching, because the challenge. Hopefully, not marching, but hopefully, marching because you don't hurt people. But the uh, the challenge makes it make it something. I don't know, just more appealing to people to to overcome a challenge than to just whitewash, just say okay, no, 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 doing this, no doing that, or don't do this, or do this, do it this way, and just have it accepted right away. But the challenges mm-hmm. make it feel feel more. Uh, a accomplished feeling will be. I'm kind of rambling, but uh, yeah. So so uh, yeah. So I think I think a more accomplished feeling will be great. So uh, yeah. So uh, thank again. Now now I think this time is thank you very much. And also I uh, just complete just place down in Georgia for because uh, when I stop the August I'll just stop and I don't want to be like oh bye see you later on this uh, it feels rude so I'll just say goodbye after but uh brother everyone listening um or if you do have to celebrate how they can find out your stuff and uh, what are you working on now not necessarily doesn't need to be head of your brains your day you just what are you working on and where can they find your writing uh, or your... no that's nice of you so so i'm um you can find my work through the economist website i've just um just today actually finished a really big piece on the, the NHS here, the National Health Service, which is a bit of a nightmare to write because it's a very I'll complicated bet. topic here in the UK. Um, so that's great that that's now out. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Georgia Banjo, um, even though I'm, I don't tweet that much, but I'm trying to tweet a bit more. So um, I, I, that's, where, that's where I found you. But uh, yeah, right. it seems to be a lot. You were in, look like you were in South America at the time. I was. I was in. I was in Brazil for a bit. Okay. Um, yes, last year I was in Brazil, nice. um, which is which was amazing. I would recommend yeah. you get the chance to go. <laughs> nice. I will. Um, yeah. So thank you so much. And again, please check out Georgia Banjo at Georgia Banjo on Twitter or Georgia Search or George Banjo on the Economist website economist.com or .eu or is it what is? Yeah. So um, unfortunately, we don't. We we don't have bylines, so you won't ever be able to tell what oh, I've written unless, so you, unless, can, you, unless you, you follow me on Twitter. Um, but it's you can see obviously my colleagues write amazing stuff as well. So I and, the, and the NHS and the NHS story is yours. The NHS story is mine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that and that is that now. It's out now. Yeah, it's okay, the cover well, story actually, so it's easy to find. Well, Jason, pick a magazine. Next time at the. Uh, Kiosk in the airport or river or just any kiosk in, and you know, just pick up the pick of George's story and be honest. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. And uh, well, now my hand is hovering over this. We're going to find the uh, stop one. But uh, thank you so much. And uh, as, you, as you, hopefully people in Canada will be aware, next month is is uh, brain, brain Injury Awareness Month in Canada. So uh, I know that our new our, my organization, the Lab for Brain Association, 
is doing a hopefully it's not hopefully but we we'll, hopefully it'd be nice weather because there's no guarantee here at all but it'll be not raining but um next so next Saturday so it'll be June 3rd at Brian Park there's, there's a walk grabbing walk so please attend that and you can follow it go to the website and the pledge support and uh yeah so I'll see you there I'll be the raise more awareness and uh otherwise uh thank you so much and I'll see you next time or I'll listen you go to listen to me next time ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.